Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Resting Place South Tampa campus. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear, and we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org. The title is Experiencing and Advancing the Kingdom of God. And I want you to emphasize the word and. So experiencing and advancing the kingdom of God. Experiencing and advancing, okay? We've got a different slide, but I, uh, we'll get those up in just a minute. So what my whole point today is that you and I need a both and approach when it comes to the kingdom. It's very rarely either or. It's most often both and, okay? The kingdom is freely receiving and it's freely giving, amen? Come on, it's both. It's tasting and seeing as well as being salt and light, to the world. Amen. Taste and see the Lord's good. Yes. And you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. It's tasting and seeing and it's salt and light. It's drinking of the spirit and say and becoming a drink offering for others. Like Paul said, if my life is poured out as a drink offering, that's that's the idea. So if we do not, here's the warning. If we do not take this approach, we will be ineffective and unfruitful in our knowledge of Jesus Christ. Ineffective and unfruitful are two things I don't want to describe me. I don't know about you. Like, that's like the worst. All right? Like, this is the worst. You've heard the Tim Hawkins bit of the worst. Have you heard that? It's hilarious. You should look it up. The worst by Tim Hawkins. It's a hilarious comedic thing. It is the worst. Okay? Ineffective. That word for me is like the stuff of nightmares. All right? I don't want to do stuff just to do it. I don't want to know things just to know it, all right? I want to be effective. I mean, all the time, all the time, right? And then unfruitful. Oh, my gosh, you'll know them by their fruit. What do you know about someone with no fruit? You don't know. You don't know. Nothing's known. That's not good. I don't want that. So this is the thing. I want to and put this first slide up. We are, I'm going to walk through this in the scriptures, but we are partakers of the divine nature so that we can take the divine to every part of our world. I want you to focus on this, okay? We are partakers of the divine nature. Absolutely. We're receiving from the divine. We're receiving from the Lord. The glory of God is in us by Christ. Christ in us, the hope of glory, partakers, but it's not for no reason. It's so that we can take the divine to every part of our world. Amen? Amen. Again, this is not a correction. It's an affirmation, and I want to equip you to walk better in that, okay? So we're going to read out of 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 through 11, and I want you to walk through the scriptures with me and just see where you fit, and we're going to pull some stuff out of it, okay? So help us, Lord Jesus, as we open your word, speak to us. God, would we, I want to hear your voice in my voice. I want to hear, Holy Spirit, you breathing on this word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Listen to this. His divine power has granted to us, I love that, <laughs> his divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Whoa. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand over here. Isn't that good? Like just right there. All things. Say all things. He's already granted you everything, all that you need, according to life and godliness. That's powerful. Through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. That means it's all by way of Jesus. Right? The way is a person. Right? Truth is a person. His name is Jesus, right? So through the knowledge of him. So you're not going to get divine power for life and godliness through any other medium, through any other gate. 
Amen? You're going to get it through Jesus. Amen? Come on, somebody. Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. We, we believe that here, right? In South Tampa. Amen. Okay. So it's through him. Amen? Through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. Do you notice it says the knowledge of him? That means you got to know something about him to receive the divine power. Right? It, it's not just going to happen. It's through increasing knowledge. That's why we preach. That's why we instruct. That's why we have marriage conferences. That's why we do workshops. Activate was yesterday, if you went, you know. This is why we're doing this. Yeah, come on. So it's through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence, by which he has granted to us, it gets better, his precious and very great promises. In another place in the scriptures, it says, all the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ. So you're like, well, that promise of Scripture isn't for us. Well, in some way it is for you because all the promises of God are yes and amen, right? My People get upset about Jeremiah 29, 11. I know that God was speaking to Jeremiah to the people of Israel, talking about the exile, all that stuff. I know that. but And it was his plan not to prosper, or to prosper, not to harm them. That was his plan. But it's also God's plan to prosper us and not to harm us, right? Amen. Amen? So you, you should, with discernment, understand these promises, but they're all yours through what? Through Christ, right? Through him. So he has granted to us his precious and very great promises. I love that. That means you find a promise in Scripture. There's something in it for you. Are you with me? Are you with me? Come on. Even the promise of tribulation. Hallelujah. Someone say amen. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, that was just for them. That was just for the, the, you know, Roman government overtaking Jerusalem. That was a historical event. That's not for us. No, one of the promises of God is in this world you will have trouble. Do you want all the promises of God? Because they've been granted to you. I want all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. That always kills the room. You're like, I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> but take heart. I have overcome the world. Amen. It's not about what's happening around you. It's about who's happening through you. Okay, you're a gate for the way. You're a, you're a portal for the presence of God. You should be opening the way for Christ in you to come out. All right? Christ is locked up in a lot of unbelieving believers. He wants to get out. He doesn't like just staying inside. He wants to flow through. It's a river, not a pond. Come on, somebody. Okay, so he has granted to us his precious, very great promise so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature. Come on. That means it's actually co-sharers, sharing in union the divine nature of God. What? That means you get to share in the divine. That means you're actually one with the three in one. All right? It's actually, um, oh, my gosh, I can't remember the word. There's a Greek word for uh, the dance around you, God, that the early church fathers used. Oh, gosh. Anyway, there's this really fancy term that's not coming to me right now, or, and it's not in my notes. But it means, literally, the, the, tr the Trinity is dancing around you at every moment. Like, the dance around you, God. It's, you're, you're in a, a four-person dance with the trinity like i don't know this is like it's happening right now it's happening when you're stressed it's happening tomorrow this is what the church fathers this isn't scripture this is what the church father said this is how we interact with the trinity it's the dance around us god father son and holy spirit are doing a dance around us and we're like learning the steps we're like oh this way that way okay okay like this like that yeah okay and we're learning to dance with the lord come on come on come on there's a co-sharing with the divine nature. That means his nature becomes your nature. 
All right? Listen, you don't have a sin nature once you come into his nature. You don't. I rebuke the lie off the church that you are still a fleshly, carnal being. No, you are not. Anyone in Christ is a old creation, right? No, the new creation. Yeah, Abraham, of course, has drawn my sermon before I already spoke it. He's drawn the dance around you, God. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah, he always has this stuff. It's like I preach it. He's already drawn it. Amen. <laughs> I'm a partaker of the divine nature. I've been made one with the three in one. I no longer am what I used to be. Anyone in Christ is a new creation. The old has passed away. The new has come. I am not in the flesh because the Holy Spirit is in me. That's Romans 8, 9. Romans 8, 10 says the body's dead because of sin. I got sin damage. I got damage from sin I've done and sin done to me. And that's where I'm being healed. But it's no longer natural for me to sin. And it's no longer a natural substance for me to receive punishment and damage from others. Are you with me? Okay. You might think differently, but you are wrong. Hallelujah. (laughs) I know. It's hundreds of years of church brainwashing. I'm trying to actually wash your brain. All right. So I don't want you going in here going, oh, some people can partake. Abraham can do the dance with the Trinity for sure. Right? He can even teach us salsa. I can't do it, you know, but whatever. He can do it, but not me. No, no, no. Say, that's me. I'm a partaker of the divine nature. Come on, somebody. I'm a partaker of the divine nature. All right. Having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. What does that mean except that you're no longer what you were? Having escaped. We've already escaped. Come on. I know we're living in this world. I know we got issues. I'm trying to cancel my subscription to all my issues. All right? I am. And you should too. But it doesn't change what Christ has done. It doesn't change who we really are. I am a spirit. I have a soul. And I'm living in a body. And Romans 8, 10, and 11 prove that the Holy Spirit is bringing life to my mortal body. I don't plan to limp into glory, y'all. I plan to leap into glory. I do not have any plans of degrading as I go. I have only plans of getting younger as I grow. I'm just telling you, my name's Caleb, all right? You know about Caleb in the Old Testament? You know about that guy? At 80, he said, at 80, I'm just as strong as I was at 40, all right? There was a different spirit in Caleb, all right? I'm in the new covenant, With better promises. It calls that covenant obsolete and fading. So if he was just as strong at 80, I'm going to be stronger at 80 than I am at 40. I plan to go from glory to glory. I do. You think I'm crazy. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. Just stick around. I'll prove it to you. All right. I'm going to be doing backflips on a wakeboard at 65 years old. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I just met a guy who does it, actually. So come on. Anyway, I don't plan to... Get decrepit because I have escaped from the corruption. Hello? I just believe it. I just believe I have escaped. My body is not going to decay and get corrupted because I've already escaped the corruption. You're like, you're taking it too far. I'm a partaker of the divine nature. How far can I not take it? I mean, life and life abundantly is God's plan for me. Plans to prosper me, not to harm me. It's my, that's my modus operandi. That's where I'm going. That's the blueprint for my life. Okay. Now we're getting to my actual sermon. Are you ready? <laughs> For this very reason. Okay. That's, I said all that to say this. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith. 
Hmm. Strange. Supplement your faith with virtue. And virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective and or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. You partaking, keep there on that, yeah. You partaking of the divine nature will not keep you ineffective or unfruitful. Let me help you. Every single Christian who said yes to Jesus, who by faith believed on his name, is a partaker of the divine nature. But many Christians who are partakers are ineffective and unfruitful. Hello. I've been this way. I was this way for a long time. I was just going, leading worship at church, going home. I wasn't leading people to Jesus. I wasn't helping people out of their pain. I didn't have a solution for anybody. I had my own problems to deal with, right? Sound like anyone you knew in your past or the mirror this morning? It's okay. Like, I've been there. I've done that. I'm stepping into effectiveness, and it's way better. Okay? I'm stepping into fruitfulness. It's way better. We're planting our fourth campus in under four years this week. I mean, that's fruitfulness, right? I mean, that's fruitfulness, I don't want to be ineffective or unfruitful, and I don't want you to be ineffective or unfruitful in our knowledge of Lord Jesus. What does that mean? That means you can know the Lord Jesus and be ineffective. I know. Again, this isn't a corrective word. This is a confirming, affirming, and continuation word, okay? I don't want to be unfruitful in my knowledge of Jesus. Like, oh, I know Jesus. Oh, I'm going to heaven. Okay, is that it? Because it doesn't look very fruitful. And are you going to live like hell all the way to heaven? Because that's pretty ineffective, We're talking about experiencing and advancing the kingdom of God. Being a partaker of the divine nature doesn't make you effective or fruitful. It's taking your supplements that makes you effective and fruitful. Okay? Okay, we'll get there. So keep going. Next slide. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. See, there it is again. You've already been cleansed. You're a partaker. The dance around you, God, is doing the tango. You're there. All right? You're one with a three and one for sure. And if you don't do these things, you'll forget it. <laughs> Come on. Come on. So nearsighted that he's blind, having forgotten that he is, was cleansed from his former sins. Therefore, brothers, brethren, and sisterin, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election. For if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. What? I mean, did you hear that? I was told by my church growing up that I was going to sin and fail nine times before 9 a.m. Monday morning. That's a direct quote. Nine times for 9 a.m. Monday morning. And thought, word, indeed. Thought, word, we all fail many ways. And thought, word, indeed, brother. This, my Bible says if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. I don't plan to fall. I don't plan to be on the news. I don't plan to be one of those people that has a church and then makes that mistake or does that thing. I have no plans for that. Why? Because I'm taking my supplements. I'm practicing these qualities. Virtue, knowledge, brotherly love, affection. It says you will never fall. That's a promise. It's not saying you you probably won't fall. It says you will never fall. This is the ESV. This isn't even like the message paraphrase or anything. All right? It says you will never fall. That's amazing. Come on. 
How many of us have more faith in our ability to fall than our faith in God to keep us? I bet 90% of the church has more faith in the devil's ability to make us fall than these qualities to keep us full. I just want faith in the biblical thing. I just want the biblical thing, okay? That's just amazing. If you practice these qualities, you will never fall. Next slide. For in this way, there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Okay. So we partake and we supplement so that we can be effective and fruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus. Okay. I believe we have a slide for that. Well, I want you to see this. We partake and we supplement. Say supplement. So that we can be effective and fruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's not just partaking because many in the church are ineffective and unfruitful in their knowledge of the Lord Jesus. But it's because the church is not taking her supplements. Okay? I'm being a little funny, but I want it to stick. All right? It's not like a literal supplement. But I wrote this. My wife just got on these new supplements. And she's help, it's helping her come out of mom fog, like the mom brain, you know. It's like it's a thing. Her supplements are helping her think more clearly, things like that. So that's I literally wrote this while we were, I was texting her. Hey, did you take your supplements today? <laughs> anyway, uh, so if we take our supplements, though, I want you to notice it won't actually be about us anymore. We will have something to give to others. Each one of these things supplement your faith with the list. We're going to go through the list. They're all outward things. They're all outward focused. They're all thinking of others. It's amazing. I want to talk about this word supplement. Keep that slide up. This word supplement in the Greek is amazing. Okay? It's the, it's epikoriego. Yeah. You can say that with me. Epikoriego. Epikoriego. And it literally means, this is, the, this is the strongest concordance right here, to richly supply, I'm sorry, this is helps word studies, another Bible uh, commentary dictionary thing. It means to richly supply everything needed for an ancient chorus to be a grand production. Properly meaning to lavishly supply as it is suitable to outfit all that is needed to accomplish a grand objective. This was used Extra biblically, this is used culturally in the Greek culture as a title for someone who was a grand party planner for kings. I'm not kidding. The epikoriego was someone who would make sure that we have enough wine. Make sure that there's places for people to sit. They'd throw the party. They'd be in charge of making sure everything is needed for the party. And there was a chorus. There were people singing. They would book the musicians. They would make sure that the choir director is there, when to get there, whatever. Honestly, this kind of sounds like Heather now that I say it out loud. She's an epicoriego. She's like bringing everything together, all that stuff. And it's that idea of throwing an, a, a grand production together. Okay? So like a play or, a, or like a choir singing or like a party, a grand production where people come in and they go, wow, this is well done. Whoa. And people should walk into your life with the same reaction. Amen. It says supplement your faith. Not, oh, yeah, I believe in Jesus, but I can't pay my bills. I, I, I can't help you because I have to work 90 hours a week because I'm slaving my, wife, my life away. You know what I mean? I'm, I have no ability to supply to you because all of my needs are barely met. That doesn't sound... Very epi or coriego to me. This is a lavish supplying. And there's a list of these things on purpose, okay? But think of it this way. It's, it's actually your job to make sure 
the party of heaven continues through your life. You're not just someone, I know Jesus, I know Jesus, I'm going to heaven. No, no, no. Is your life fun? <laughs> Do people like being around you? Do people feel seen around you? Do people feel helped when they get near you? Do people want to know what you think? Or are they just kind of avoiding you because you're that Christian? Hello? Come on, somebody. Listen, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus is attractive. I can't find a single sinner outside of the pastors in the Bible the church leaders, who didn't like Jesus. It was just the church leaders who didn't like him. But all the other sinners, even Pilate was like, this guy, I can't find anything wrong with this guy. Y'all have made all this up. He's pretty legit. All right, we had a good time in there. We talked. It was chill. I'm, that's a really rough paraphrase. <laughs> Don't quote me on any of that, please. Jeez. Oh. I forget sometimes I'm being recorded, and this is the stuff that people take and clip out of context and accuse you with, so holy ghosts. Anyway, all the sinners liked Jesus. All of them wanted to be with him. So here's the question. Do the sinners around you like you? And Jesus did it without compromising any integrity. He didn't become like them for them to like him. They just liked him. This guy is saying, you know, adultery is wrong. I'm cheating on my wife, but, but he's throwing a party tonight. I'm definitely going. I want to I hang out. I want to hear more. Oh, he's at that house. I'm coming. They broke through the roof. All right? They scour, like, they, until sinners are breaking down your door, I wonder how effective or fruitful your righteousness is. I just wonder. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Lord, rebuke me. I'm fine. I, I, oh, man. Okay. So I went to New York, and they confiscated my shampoo. All right. Just go with me here for a second. They did. Because I haven't flown in, like, years, and I forgot you can't take, like, big bottles of things onto the check, your, your bag you take on, carry on. So they took it. They took it. So I was at this leader's conference, and I couldn't even wash my hair, but it was all good. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I get home, and last night, I, got, I flew out Thursday, I came back Friday, I came home, yesterday had a long day, a bunch of stuff, and then last night, like 11, 15 at night, I'm so exhausted, I'm about to pass out, and then I realize I have no shampoo, I have nothing to wash my hair in the morning, and I've still got like hair, matted plain hair, you know what I mean, like from the plane, all right, it was bad, I wasn't showing up like that, that would not be very epic, or Cori, epi or Coriego, I was not... You know, so I had to go. I'm like, ah, I got to go to the store. And I hate this. One of my, my personal core values is uh, efficiency. So if I'm inefficient, it drives me bonkers, all right? Like if I need to go to the store on the way before I get home or if I go home, I don't want to have to leave again to go back to the store. Does that make sense? I'm going to do it on the way home because that's more efficient. I have more time with my family. I get to hang out with my wife. No, now I got to go to Walgreens 11.15 at night, all right? I'm like, Dang it. So I grumpily get in my car. I'm like, I'm going to get shampoo, you know. And I get out of my car. I'm walking the door, and I hear a voice. And they go, hey, hey, man, you know, you got any money? I'm like, what? 
I turn around, and it's a homeless guy going, oh, you got, you got any money? You got to get some money, man. I'm like, and I'm not in the state of mind to be effective or fruitful, all right? I'm upset. I know. You're like, this is so petty. Well, I told you. I'm trying to cancel my subscription to my issues, but I got them, all right? <laughs> Judge me. Go ahead. It's fine. <laughs> so... He's like, oh, yeah, and I'm like, I literally have no cash, no coins. I just used a card, and he's like, well, man, how about a cold beer? You buy me a beer. I'm like, and my heart just started to, something grabbed my heart, and I was like, oh, yeah, I know what I'm preaching tomorrow. Maybe I should do something. <laughs> it's like my message pre-convicted me. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, maybe I should live it. No, this isn't the only time, but I don't necessarily talk about this often. So, I just look at him. He has a cast on his arm. I'm like, dude, what happened to your arm? He's like, man, I got hit by a car on my bike. I'm like, right here? I'm like, yeah, these, I grew up there. This, those people come around those corners like crazy. I was like, I totally believe you, man. Like, he wasn't just faking it. So he's got a cast. I'm like, what's your name, dude? You know, he's like, it's Tom. I'm like, what would you, well, you know, if I gave you some money, what would you use it for? And now I'm not interrogating him. I'm actually seeking the Lord and feeling a flow from the Lord. And I'm like trying to like live like Abraham. You know what I'm saying? And actually like help people. Now, this man, you go out to lunch with him, it's never lunch. You, you're going to have a divine encounter. You know what I'm saying? So he's going to release glory on somebody, you or some, or the waitress or somebody. It's just a walking, talking portal. All right? So, so I stepped into my Abrahamic anointing. No, just kidding. I was myself, but I just started talking to him. I like to talk to people. I don't want to just be like, you know, whatever. I like to talk to him, look him in the eyes. And he tells me, I was like, he's like, man, I would just, I would buy some socks. I get some food for me and my dog. I'm like, all right, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you some cash. I'm gonna do some cash back, but don't buy a beer, man. Like that's not gonna help you. It's a temporary thing. Like you need to eat food. You need sustenance, and your dog's probably hungry. So don't spend your beer money, or don't spend your dog's food money on your on beer. Like he's like, yeah, you're right, you're right. So I went in there, got the money, came out, talked to him a little more, gave him a few dollars, you know, and I was like. I just was talking to him, and he just, he just, my heart leapt for him and broke for him, and I didn't give him any epic word or anything. I just looked him in the eyes, did him the dignity of listening, and he told me his story just for a few minutes, and I listened, and he changed into another man in front of me, from this, hey, man, you got any money, money, give me some money, to like this standing up, like, yeah, man, I, you know, I'm in the trees, but I'm i got plans, you know, I want to I wanna get right, I want to get a job, you know, I'm, i got skills, I'm like, yeah, you do, come on, bro, like, you can stand up within yourself, he was literally doing it in that moment, and I'm like, and he said, he just, and he just goes, God bless you, bro, and like, he has, and that's why I'm able to bless you with this little thing, man, and I do, I say yes to your dreams, I say yes to your destiny, that guy strutted back to his bike, you know, with his cast, I mean, he was like, fully standing up, he went from a crumpled old you know, decrepit, like, oh, hope this guy doesn't get mad at me for asking for money, too. That's right. I got dreams. You know what I'm saying? Amen. In five minutes. I was able to supply him in that moment with more than money, with hope. Right? Come on. Come on. It's because I chose in that moment to take my supplements. The first one. Are you ready? We're going to go through the Greek terms here. Go ahead and put that next one up. The Greek terms, these are definitions. The first one is virtue. It means moral goodness. Did you know your Bible says, do not refuse the one who asks of you? 
I don't want to give them money. They might spend it on cigarettes. Well, the Bible says, do not refuse the one who asks of you. Oh, conviction. Oh, man. How do we live up to that? You, you understand that you're called to supplement your faith with moral goodness, meaning that, that was a morally good thing, right? That was a morally good thing for Tom. He needed that. He needed hope. He needed to be seen for just a minute, right? And those 40 bucks won't go that far. But I promise you, the hope injection will go much further. I know. He changed into another man right in front of me. He stood up straight. He had self-dignity. He's going to be all right. I know it. Amen? I mean, come on. And it was so simple. But what was I doing? I was being virtuous. Not for me. Not so I can tell you that story, right? It was for him. These are all outward. It's like you, it's a supplement your faith. I don't want you to think about a supplement you take in. I want you to think about the epicurego lavishly supplying, right? These are not the source of your faith. They're supplements for your faith, right? The source of faith is partaking in the divine nature. You're, you're one with the three in one for sure. But these are actually outflows of, these, of that truth. Does that make sense? Okay, so I want you to say that. Virtue is moral goodness. Knowledge is doctrine or wisdom. you got to walk in wisdom. I believe I was being wise to tell him, don't spend food money on beer, homie. Like, that's going to be, that's just liquid calories. It's empty. It's not going to help you. You're going to wake up hungry tomorrow. You buy beer tonight. Like, I'm not against drinking beer. I'm actually not. I'm against drunkenness, okay? I'm against getting drunk because that's what the Bible is against. Jesus made water into wine. That was his first miracle for drunk people, just so you know. But anyway, <laughs> it's literally what happened. So he, but he says, do not become drunk on too much wine. That means some wine got to get drank. It says too much wine, you know. So anyway, all right. I'm going to offend you all before I'm done here. All right. Wisdom. You need wisdom, right? Doctrine. We need to understand. We need to have a knowledge. We need to have a growing knowledge and wisdom. That's why you should come to the Jesus Lab, May 3rd. Come to the graduation. You might get $500 off your tuition if you want to come. Like, applications fees are waived. And I, I can tell you, like, I'll, I'll just put him on the spot right now. Pastor Eric, right here in the second row, third row here, has a Master's of Divinity, all right, from a real, like, seminary, all that stuff. He, he went to our school. Did you grow in knowledge? Did you see what he just shook his head? Yes. You can tell the truth. You know, I don't mind. You know, I don't care. He didn't see himself as arrived. He said, I need to take my supplements. I need to grow in knowledge and wisdom. Come on. Come on. We got to do this. This is our participation with what we're partaking in. Okay? Yeah? Okay. Just me and Eric. Amen. All right. This Pentecostal, I mean, Presbyterian gathering here today. All right. Self-control. I'm just kidding. Self-control. Listen to this. This word self-control means dominion within. Whoa. Proceeding out from one's, within oneself, but not by oneself. That's the definition of this word in the Greek here. Okay. Self-control. Meaning you're not doing it through effort. You're doing it through the spirit. You believe in the the fruit of the spirit of your life. The fruit of the spirit is self-control, not other control, self-control. I think it was Beth Moore that said, you want um, authority over the nations, but you don't even have authority over the dishes. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? (laughs) Conviction. Yeah. (laughs) Come on. She's like, get your house right. He who trusted with little be trusted with much. 
We're we're all praying for the much and saying, God's not answering my prayers. Well, you didn't do anything with the little. Got to take your supplements, self-control, dominion within. Doesn't that sound great? Dominion within. Like, I have dominion within. I can control myself. I believe I can control myself. This actually calls you to a higher playing field. It doesn't excuse anything. It calls you higher. Like, I have removed, by reading my Bible, the Lord has removed all my sin excuses. Like, well, I'm just human. I just flew off the handle. I just, you know, yeah, you just hurt my kid when I gave you the fruit of the Spirit as self-control. You chose that. See, before Christ, you had no choice. You were a slave to sin. In Christ, you have a choice, and therefore sin is all the more egregious. It's all the more egregious because you now have no excuses. Well, Paul struggled with sin. He says, I am of the flesh. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. That guy said you're set free from sin, dead to sin, no longer enslaved to sin. Sin will have no dominion over you. Okay? Maybe we've misunderstood some scriptures. If your understanding of scripture gives you a theological excuse for sinfulness, you have misunderstood it. I'm going to say it again. If your understanding of Scripture gives you a theological excuse for sinfulness, you have misunderstood it. I promise God is not giving you a pass. <laughs> okay, a little bit of poison is good. Abraham, I'm going to help you. I'm your leader. It's okay. You can poison yourself three times a week. It's good. It's okay. I just, you're, only, you're only human. You've got to take some poison every time. No. You've been called to purity. Like, there is a place in God where you can walk pure. It's when you're taking your supplements. I can control myself. This is a good word. You need it. I need it. It's good. <laughs> Next one, godliness. This isn't repetition, okay? So self-control, knowledge, virtue, these are, not, these are different words in the Greek, okay? This word in the Greek means to pay homage, to have piety, holy reverence. Okay, this is to be in awe of God. I promise if you keep an awareness of God's awfulness, <laughs> God is not awesome. God is awful. <laughs> Remember all those times in scriptures where an angel or, or Jesus shows up and they're all like, oh, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. No, you, you remember that? No, it was, ah! <laughs> They were terrified. Why does Jesus always say when he walks through a wall, be not afraid? Because he's full of awe. Okay? It was an awful moment for them. They see a ghost walking on the water. You know the story of him walking on the water? They actually used a term. They called him a she-demon ghost. It's that she-demon ghost of the region. Many scholars believe they were thinking it was this she-demon that the Pharisees believed in that would take children by the water and drown them crazy they called jesus that it's a ghost they said terrified it's a ghost and the term they used the scholars have written this down on paper they believe that they were referring to a specific demonic presence of that region they literally said that's not god that's the devil while jesus is walking on the water how many times have we not had an awe of god and accused god instead of being something that's not uh rafi can we put this one up buddy Godliness to pay homage, holy reverence, yeah, holy reverence, holy reverence. How many times have you said that church over there? That's not God. That's not a move of God. The way they do it, that's not God. Da da da. That's the devil. Oh, be careful. Take your supplements. Have a holy reverence. Did God put that person in place? 
okay, maybe God's using them the way, in a way I don't understand. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. I'll t- let me help you. God's using me in a way many don't understand. God's using Abraham in a way many don't understand. Hello, we are a very peculiar people at the resting place. So be careful. What is godliness as an outflowing perspective? It's going, whoa, is God working in them? I'm going to be reverential towards the fact that God is using them. God can speak through a donkey. God can speak through anything. He can write it on the wall with his hand if he needs to. Okay? So you need to learn to listen to your donkeys. Okay? You need to be reverent of God placing people in your life. Okay. Does that make sense? This is a holy reverence. So if it's something supplementing faith, then it's not the same. I'm looking at the context. Does that make sense? So this is a holy reverence for the move of God, a holy reverence for God using you. Like, you shouldn't be used by God and then feel like you can go do whatever you want. You should be used by God and go, whoa, I cannot believe that just happened, but I'm going to. <laughs> Amen. Wow. Right? Right? Come on. I, yeah. Next one. Brotherly affection. This is literally fraternal affection. Brotherly love or kindness. Love of the brethren. All right? This is something you should add to your faith. You can't just be a lone ranger a believer. You have to have brotherly affection. Like, I have heard, I have heard Christians say, I love Jesus, but I hate the church. And what they're saying is they've been hurt by the institution of the church. But they've let it warp them into a lack of brotherly affection. They have a mistrust for pastors, for other Christians, for believers around them. That is not okay. You will fall if you don't take that supplement of brotherly affection. You cannot... I mean, one can put 1,000 to fly or whatever. You just quoted it. Two can put 10,000. I mean, we together are better, right? There needs to be a, like a fraternal element, like a frat. You know what I mean? Like there's got to be like, that's my people. You're my people. And guess what? You need that with every believer. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ as God and Savior, as Lord and Savior. So that means the church you don't like. You need to be tight. You need to have a brotherly affection for. <laughs> yeah. You think we need to heal a little bit? <laughs> so we can take our supplements? Okay. And finally, love. This is the word for agape. It means the divine love that only comes from God. So how, if we're already partakers of the divine nature, do we epicoriego, supplement and supply agape love that only comes from God? It has to be you choreographing it for others. Meaning it has to be you giving it away. Meaning, as I loved you, Jesus said, so love one another. It's not just those are my people. It's I'm going to lay down my life for you. That's agape. Jesus is the only God that came from heaven, took on flesh, and died at the hands of his creation. Raising again, proving he is who he said he was. There's no other religion that would dare claim such a thing. None of them would even dare to claim it because it is so other. It is so beyond. No one even dares to say, oh, yeah, our God also came and served us and died at our hands and defeated death. No one would ever make such a claim because it's so outrageous. That's agape. It's not from this proves to me 
that agape love, that, that proves to me that the gospel's real because we could never think it up. No human being would write that story and say, this happened. I can tell you that those 11 men over the course of how many years, 40 years, 10 of them wouldn't have died a martyr's death if it were made up. And I'm telling you, they died because they saw the agape love of God in first person. They saw someone who laid down their lives for their friends. Love had nothing greater than this than to lay down your life for a friend. So it's not just brotherly affection. It's not just those are my people. I'm going to die for you. I'll take a bullet for you. Come on. This is a supplement to your faith. So we partake. I love it. We experience. We, we drink. We taste and see, right? We, we, we have this amazing, especially down here in South Tampa, this amazing glory portal. This is just awesome, you know? It's like we could sing like peanut butter and the glory of God will fall, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, that's why we can sing it as well for like 30 minutes and no one cares. We're just like, yes, woo! Glory soaking nights. Y'all were here till three in the morning? Three in the morning. Just experiencing God. They were doing laps around here. They're doing laps till 3 in the morning at church. What's happening? It's a portal of heaven. It's a place of partaking. Amen. That's good, but you can't stop there. Amen. You got to supplement. We partake and we supplement so that we are effective and fruitful in our knowledge of him. Amen. 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 Has to happen. It's both and. We need to experience and advance the kingdom. That means you need to be serving. That needs, means you should get on a team. That means you should serve either someone around you at this church. You don't know how to serve people around you. This church will teach you. That's the idea. Getting on a serve team is a safe place of empowerment for everyday life. We'll teach you how to be true to your word, to show up on time. We'll teach you how to write an email back, how to respond to people, how to deal with conflict and relationship. That's why serving in the local church is such a safe place to learn how to serve the world. Right? Because here, with brotherly affection, with agape love, we can work through relational strife and learn how to deal with people who aren't like us. Amen. Hello? Amen. Come on, my team, my team, you should be in our, our staff meetings, our core meetings. <laughs> and just a fly on the wall. We got full-blooded Puerto Ricans, full-blooded Koreans, Jimmy and Gigi Brego, full-blooded Mexicans, if you didn't know. They really are. I know they don't look it, but they are. Full-blooded Mexicans. All right? couple of white people, a half Jew. <laughs> Tracy's half Jewish. I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's, I sit there sometimes, I'm like, oh yeah, this is definitely the work of God right here. This. <laughs> there's tension. There's discussion. There's opportunity for disagreement. All of it, because we're not like one another. But we come together and we're supplementing our faith through the gifts of one another. We're learning how to be a family. We're learning how to serve each other. That's what it means to get on a serve team. It's not like we need more people. We have needs. No, you have needs. You need to grow in moral goodness, in knowledge, in godliness, and all these things. You need to grow in these things. That's why I was so stoked. Down at the Pride Parade, there were 23, 22, 26 people went to go serve at the Pride Parade with Pastor Aaron. That's amazing. That's amazing. Come on. Right? To literally go love the hell out of people. You can be offended. It's fine. That's what they went to do. We're going to love the hell out of them. All right? I'm not cussing. I'm being emphatic. We're going to pull it out of them. 
and pulled him into heaven, right? Come on. But you can't serve once a year and grow in it. You can serve once a year and be good at it, but you can't serve once a year and grow in it. (laughs) This is about growing up. This is about advancing the kingdom, not just experiencing the kingdom. Amen? Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Resting Place, South Tampa Campus. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org.